Hello, friends, back from popular demand. Today's episode is for all of you who've been following my journey for the past year. And I will say that being able to transform my evening and my morning routine step by step, it didn't happen all overnight, has been a very empowering experience for me. It's something that I've been wanting and desiring for a very long time. And so finally making the momentums and the steps to happen over the last year and a half has been really rewarding. And I've shared bits and pieces of that, of my life with you guys through Instagram. And many of you have requested, what does my evening and my morning routine look like? How does that trickle in with the kids? And I really want to put a disclaimer out there that though I am so, so happy to share this, I'm also very keenly aware that this is not about comparison. It's not about looking at my life as a blueprint where you then try to plug and play in your life. We all have unique circumstances. We all are in different phases of our motherhood journey. Our lives all look different. You may be working out of the house from nine to five. Another might have a newborn. Another might be work from home with kids at school and doing the runaround of all the activities in the evening. We're all in different phases. So everybody's journey is going to look different. But I want to give you the basis of how I went about making these shifts happen. What the mindset about it really was that made these little habits start compiling and being able to stick. I think that's the sweet spot. It's not so much that I wake up at four o'clock and I go to bed by 39. You know, that's not as important because some of you guys don't get home from activities until 7.30. So that wouldn't work, right? I think it's so crucial that we have a wellness, whether that's a totality of the physical, mental, spiritual balance in our life. I think that is so crucial that we have our own versions of that in order to keep us grounded, in order to move out energy and emotions, in order to keep us connected to our higher self and remember to stay connected to our higher self. So without further ado, without me yappy yappy yapping, because you know I can do that, let's talk about my morning and evening routine. And I think a lot of times what people really are intrigued by is the fact that I'm an early riser. And I know that not everybody is an early bird. I am. I never, you know, I never was when I was younger, but definitely am now. I am the early bird catches the worm. And over the last year and a half, I've been waking up at four o'clock year round, not just in the summer. It has been game changing for me. There was this quote that I heard from Sister Shivani that this time in our consciousness is like the 4am time. Like you see that certain people are awakening at 4am, literally and figuratively, and certain people are dead asleep. And that means consciously or physically. And the reason why I share that is because this was really a spiritual push more than anything. And then it became a physical thing. When I started KMAC, I needed to get my workouts in. Only time I could get it in is before the kids are awake. I know that my motivation dwindles past 10 o'clock. I will not get a workout in if I wait. So this was just about logistics. 
I read Atomic Habits shortly before I started KMAC, and that book I really, really recommend. You probably have read it. It's so popular. But the big thing that stood out for me is that in order for one habit to stick, there's so many little, little, little habits that need to shift in order to support that one habit. So my one habit, for example, of working out, in order for me to do that, I needed to shift my evening routine, which would shift my morning capacity to wake up early. I needed to shift what times I'm eating. I can't eat to after dinner because that means that I'll feel groggy and I'll feel heavy when I wake up in the morning. I had to really shift, um, you know, my morning routine of like waking up at six o'clock to four o'clock and what strategically with structure that I wanted to, to have in play. And I think the biggest thing here is that not every day is perfect. We have children who are sick, we travel, we have things that pop up, we feel tired, we need a rest day. We have to honor our body and we have to listen to our body. This is a journey about not being dominating towards our body and really create a relationship. Like, what is it that you need? What is it that you want me to fuel you with? What do you want me to do? Do you need movement? Do you need stillness? It's like really creating a relationship with our body because up until now, we've only been focusing on our mind, pushing, pushing, pushing. I need to do this. I need to get this work done. I need to, need to, need to, need to. And this is the realm of the ego, urgency, push, making sure that we're seen in a specific way, feeling accomplished, feeling productive. And the realm of flow is like, do I honor my body? I have these, you know, discipline is spiritual. The discipline, the determination, it's not passive by any means, but to have that discipline and that determination takes grit. It takes energetic capacity in order to do that. And that's where our spiritual work comes in. So my morning routine really is the waking up. I don't take showers in the morning. I take showers in the evenings, not every day. Yes, yes, yes. You heard that right. Um, I will do a sadhana and that looks different based on every day. Um, but roughly that's about 30 minutes. I will walk for 20 minutes if I can, or if it's a strength training day, I'll do strength training. So sometimes strength training learns runs a little bit longer. So then I'll do my walks later in the day. But the whole point is the morning starts with stillness with myself And I need to make a note. My kids don't sleep with me in my room. My kids sleep through the night. And so that's why that's also possible is because I'm having that uninterrupted time because that part of my life um, isn't stressful. And some of you, you're in that phase where that's not happening. So maybe that's not a reality for you, right? So that's okay. Again, like I said, I'm going to keep repeating this so that we don't get into the trap of like, oh my God, she's doing that and then feeling bad about yourself. I want you to, if you ever feel that trigger or that sensation of guilt or comparison or envy, all normal, by the way, don't judge yourself for feeling that or saying that I shouldn't be feeling that. Just place your hand on the the area of your body where you feel that stress charge and breathe through it. And just look around your room and find safety and see where do you feel space? Like where do you not feel that charge in your body? And breathe into that space, move that energy into the place where you feel that stress activation and keep doing that back and forth. And eventually you'll come back to a clear level-headed way of seeing things that is rooted from your soul and not your ego. 
that's really important as you listen through this and if you feel like a tinge of any sort of charge come through. Uh, so my kids wake up roughly around 6.45 to 7. Um, after I'm done with my stuff, I'll get breakfast, you know, situated. Usually lunches are made the night before. If they have not been, then I'll make lunches, you know. So it's basically from 6.45 to 9 um, after I do the round of dropping the kids off. That's just in the car, you know, uh, we listen to to budgeons. We will be in the car together, so... Uh, My day really gets started sometimes around 9.30 if my nanny comes and I can get work done. Otherwise, I'm with Sahana for the whole day. So each day is a little bit different like that. I try because I work from home. I will get dinner prepped and ready by 2 so that when the kids come home at 4, we don't do a snack. We'll just do dinner. Um, sometimes Ayan, based on the activity, will do a snack and then go to his activity. Trag really does help a lot with that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, if I'm solo parenting, that's all on me and we'll make it work somehow. But I have dinner already prepped and planned. And here's the other thing. I give myself a lot of grace on the days that I am solo parenting. Maybe that week we will go to Taco Bell. Maybe that week we will get some Wawa Hokies because I believe that I don't need to do it all and do it well all the time, especially when I'm doing it by myself. So I will give myself some leeway and cut myself some slack and the kids love it. They're like, oh, fun foods, (laughs) you know? Um, So I keep life simple for me in those moments, knowing that everything is falling on me. I then after... The kids um, eat their dinner, a little bit of playtime, showers, and we do a staggered sleep time. So 7 to 7.15 for Sahana, 7.15 to um, about 7.30 for Rihan. That includes like singing, brushing, reading, all that stuff. And then um, between 7.30 and 7.45, 7.50, before 8 o'clock, Ayan goes to sleep. So we do a little tiered um, and I get individual time with each one of them on most days. Otherwise, sometimes Chirag will help uh, with the kids for bedtime. We'll divide and conquer. But by 8 o'clock, we are usually done. And as you all know, like I'm very, very particular to make sure that the first floor and the house is very tidy and clean before we go to bed. So the kitchen, the dishes, everything is done, put away. Hopefully lunches are made if there's time. Um, the playroom, the kids tidy up before they played in it. Uh, so the first floor is really cleaned up. One of the new things that I've been doing is that you know, Rehan gives himself a shower. So when I'm done putting Sahana to sleep and if he's taking a shower, I'll do my skincare at that time. So it's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. So I don't forget to do it. I'll wash my face, do my red light therapy. Um, So that is all done. And by 8 to 8.30, I'll probably get some steps in that I need to get done. I try not to go onto the computer, even though there's certain days that I have to just jump jump on, maybe to send an email, nothing like big. And I'll get some steps in. I watch a spiritual podcast and I will then go to sleep. And I just do three minutes of breath work, write in my one sentence a day journal and conk out. The mornings, one thing that I will say, like, 
you know, the evenings up until recently, I was sleeping between 9.15, 9.30, and I just upped my sleep time to 8.30 to 9. And I think the window that I'm going to try to stay to is 9 o'clock, 8.45 to 9. That seems like to be my sweet spot. So that's typically how our routine works. Um, I hope that gives you some inspiration of how it's broken down. I really do believe in structure with flexibility, honestly, because without flexibility, without being adaptable, we are so difficult on ourselves on the days that we have to pivot. And pivoting is part of the job description of being a parent. And so that also gives us the ability to be resilient in our nervous system to have capacity and not get bogged down by things that don't go our way and not be consumed by frustration and overwhelm. So I really hope just a little breakdown of what the morning and evening routine looks like can help inspire you to find ways of building structure into your routine. I think discipline, whatever you commit to as long as you're doing it more days than not, that's all that you should be striving for. Um, And really just focusing on a big long-term lifestyle shift. This is not about the short-term, you know, it's about a marathon. It's about, like I said, when you look at the calendar at the whole, it doesn't mean that every day needs to be X stuff, but more often than not, maybe a day or two, you don't. You go out on a Saturday night, you sleep a little bit late, you wake up a little bit late on Sunday. You know, Sundays are my days that I give myself grace to wake up a little bit later, catch up on some sleep. There are some days in the middle of the day that I do my resets where I lay down on the floor. I mean, a lot of days I do this between, you know, 2 to 15 so that I can recharge my battery a little bit before the second wind of motherhood kind of comes into play for the evening routine. So I have some energy logged into my system. So find a good balance of stillness, of movement, of spiritual wisdom that you're taking in every single day, whether it's podcasts or videos on YouTube, just something that is always going to keep you reminded into the truth of who you are and limit the garbage television that you watch, limit the snacking after dinner, limit and be mindful of the foods that you're putting into your body. Um, I think just having more curious and awareness and inquiry about how we have certain patterns that we use to auto-regulate ourselves because we don't have the capacity to be with those emotions and discomfort and feelings is really crucial and part of the whole journey. And it's something that I love working with my mom clients and my mindfulness and um, self-regulation coaching is that somatic lens of being able to be with your body and understand your body and move that charge out of your body. So I really hope this serves you well. If you have any questions about this, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram or email me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And until next time, my friends, bye.